2: this is the Hawks Weekly Wrap. We're going to take a look back on the week that was in Atlanta Hawks basketball. Stay tuned to the Hawks Beat Podcast. Starts right now.
1: Let's go. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds. One. Trey's fluttered.
2: edub ladies and gentlemen boys and girls what is up what is up what is up welcome to another edition of the hawks beat podcast i'm your host edub taking you on this journey of atlanta hawks basketball um there was no game for the hawks <laughs> it was just time for us to do our weekly rap and so Uh, It's time for us to kind of take a look back on the week that was in Atlanta Hawks basketball and um, kind of look forward a little bit, too. So we'll kind of be looking uh, to see what is ahead for the Hawks, and we'll look back on the week that was. As always, we want to make sure that you connect with us on our sports. I mean, on our social media platforms. I'm trying to read and talk at the same time. That's my fault. Uh, on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, follow us on all of those platforms at Hawks Beat. Also, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast as well. So um, on today's podcast, I, I, I first want to give you guys a little Skyhawks talk. Uh, I just want to give you guys a little Skyhawks moment. Um, we did cover the first two games, the first two home games this weekend. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll go into uh, the week that was in the Hawks basketball. We'll look at the the five games we've covered since the last weekly wrap we did. So. Typically, our weekly wraps have been falling on Wednesdays, but today is a Sunday. So we got five games to kind of just kind of look back at Orlando, Miami, Detroit, New York, and Philadelphia. So we'll kind of look at those. Uh, we'll take a look at the numbers. What do the numbers say about the Hawks? We'll look at uh, some players. We'll look at some team numbers. Uh, then we'll get some takeaways, and then we'll put a bow on the podcast. How about that? Sounds good. <laughs> I'll be asking y'all questions like y'all can like y'all can talk back to me. Alright, uh first things first, man. Um the Skyhawks, listen, if you live in College Park, if you live near College Park or anywhere like you can get to College Park, go check out a Skyhawks game. Um, this team is fun to watch. The they're very entertaining. Uh the tickets are, are, are very affordable, and it's a good product, man. It's a good product and uh i mean you get there you, you can pretty much sit wherever you want <laughs> but anywho um this week was opening weekend for the skyhawks they're, they're home they had already played two games but um they played a game on saturday night and one today sunday uh at like 2 p.m. so it was a very quick turnaround for the skyhawks they played the capital city gogo <laughs> And um, they ended up losing the first game on Saturday night and they won today. So they split the back back home opener and just a few things that stood out to me. Um, I really want to just see how the Hawks two way guys are doing. You know, um, Seth Lundy, Miles Norris, uh, Trent Forrest isn't there, but I want to see how the guys are playing and just kind of see what it was all about. And um, I will say this, man, Chris Silva. The starting center for the um, Skyhawks, that man is a beast. Like, he is a dog. Like, somebody, he needs to be on somebody's roster. Like, he is just a, he's a dog, man. He can rebound. He's got those post moves. I'm really a fan of his game, man. And just watching him play these two games, like, yo. He's the real deal, man. Um, Seth Lundy. I, I I will say this, man. Seth Lundy's gonna blossom in College Park. I, I I think and I hope that by the end of the year he really like really makes a name for himself. Again, he's still young. Uh the Skyhawk team is still kinda young, but um Seth can shoot the hell out the ball. And here's the best thing I like about it, and this kinda of brings me to my last point, is that Um, he's being coached very well. Like Ryan Schmidt is a really good coach. Uh, and, and I love the philosophy that he's trying to ingrain into these guys. He's like, look, man, everybody knows you can shoot, right? Like everyone knows you can shoot. Everybody knows you can score, but can you do those other things? Can you be a good teammate? Can you defend? Those are the things that are going to separate you and going to take you to that next level. And so for Seth, it's not just about can you shoot, and he. Everyone knows he can shoot. And that boy can shoot that thing. My goodness, that boy can shoot that thing. Um, I said out today, man, like yo, man, he's a shooter, shooter. Like boy he can shoot, but he's getting coached very well. So that is that that does bode well for um, all of the two a guys and um, for the 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 Skyhawks. Their next home game is not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. So. Um put put a marker on your calendar, man. Go check out a Skyhawk game. All right. Enough for the Skyhawks. Um, weekly raptor was in Hawks basketball. They went two and three since we had our last weekly wrap. So um Orlando, Miami, Detroit, New York, and Philadelphia. They picked up two wins in that five-game span. They beat Orlando down in Mexico City. And then they went to Detroit. And I will say this. I know a lot of fans are worried about this win one lose one type <laughs> this type of format that seems is going on. They won in Orlando, lost Miami, won Detroit, lost New York, and lost Philly. You know, so two and three is not the week. It, it, it's, it's not the week that I that I that I think the Hawks fans wanted. But nevertheless, it is what it is, man. And um, you know, I will say this. If I had to say, out of the two wins, the best win, I would probably say the the, the Orlando win. Um, That was a good win because, you know, you had to go down to Mexico City. Had a lot of distractions. Um, Trey played really well in that game. And, uh, yeah, so that was kind of a good win. The worst loss, I'll probably say Miami. Uh, The loss, I won 117-109. That's just when Miami just was, they had all those guys out. And you had them on your home floor. And uh, that was just, that was a tough loss. I mean, from a, uh aesthetic standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, the New York loss was pretty bad because I just don't like losing to the Knicks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's saying that I was even playing, you know. And I'm not even one of them dudes. Like, I don't even, I'm not even like a Hawk fan like that to be calling this team I and we. But, like, I don't like to see the Knicks win. Let's just put it that way. I don't like to see it. Um, yeah, man. So two and three on the week. And, um, you know, the last game, where's Philadelphia? Well, where, where, I don't think that was as bad a loss as some of the other ones, as Miami. I don't think it was as bad as New York because Philadelphia is just a really good team. Like, they got the arguably one of the best players in the league with Joel Embiid. So you wish you could have had that one, but it's Philly, man. It's Philly. Um, Let's look at some numbers. Look at some numbers. So this week, let's start with some of the players, and I and I picked up. Uh, I wanted to look at four players individually. Four players individually. Um, let's start with DJ Dejounte Murray. Uh, Murray was twenty-one points, and this is this is over the week, so this is not their current. Uh, These aren't their current numbers. These are the numbers they had over the last five games. So let's start with the Jonte Murray. So over the last five games, he is averaging 19 points game, 4 assists, well 4.4 and 3 rebounds in uh, the last five games. Um, His shooting percentage, he's shooting 46% from the field and shooting 40% from 3. Now, I don't know if the 40% from three is going to hold up. I'm um, not trying to jinx my man, but, you know, he's just, you know, he's he's not a 40% three-point shooter. <laughs> it would be nice if you can keep that shooting at 46% from the field, though. You know, DeJounte's been playing good. I don't think he had a good game against Philly, but, hey, it's 82 of these mugs. You're entitled to not having a a, a great game every single night. But, um, the plus minus is, is kind of tipsy turzy, so I'm not gonna really like his plus minus is not good at all, based on those two last games of New York and Philadelphia. But overall, I think DJ has been a, a bright spot for Atlanta, even though the wins haven't uh, stacked up like the like the Hawks and their fans would like. But um, those are kind of his numbers, man. So over this week. 19 points, 4 assists, 3 rebounds. You kind of wish he was maybe a tad bit better and maybe over 20 20 points with with his scoring, but I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe he just wanted to be a better defender. I don't know.
3: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you.
2: But to to me, DeJounte has been fine. He hasn't been like, you know, well, that last game he wasn't great, but I think he's been fine. I think he's been fine. So that's what DeJounte Murray gave you this week. Um, the other guy that I had looked up was uh, Jalen Johnson. So I said last week at one time that the Hawks big three was Trey, DeJounte, and Jalen Johnson. And I probably misspoke because the big three was probably Bogey. Bogey's probably that third guy instead of Jalen Johnson. But Jalen Johnson's kind of been the flavor of the month, so I want to kind of talk about what his numbers were this week. Jalen Johnson on the week, 16 points game, 6.6 rebounds, 1.4 assists. Um, those were his numbers for the week. Uh, On shooting, what was he shooting? He's shooting 60% from three. He's only taken 15 of them, and he's made nine of them. So, you know, hey, you know what I'm saying? Maybe Jalen needs to get some more threes up. I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Shooting 66% from the field for the week. Uh, He had a good shooting week, man. Uh, As far as the plus minus is concerned, he was only a minus one. So, um, I always... (laughs) I'm always very hesitant before before I talk about that plus minus, but um, hey man, I mean minus one. Like it because I think sometimes it, it it isn't always indicative of how a player is good, like how how well they have played or not played. But for what it is, Jalen was was a minus one, so um, he's been a very pleasant surprise to this team this year. And uh, I mean everyone everyone loves to see what Jalen is going to do next. Uh, I would like to see him get those assists up. I thought those assists were a little low, but I mean, this again is for just, uh, the last five games. I don't have his stats up for what is, what he's look, what he's averaging for, uh, the year, but yeah, let's get those assists up, man. Last but not least, uh, well, no, not last. Cause I want to, I want to look up big O, um, Trey young, 25 points, 12 assists, two rebounds in the last five games. 25 and 12 to most folks would be really amazing basketball. And I will say this. Trey has gotten a lot of heat because he hasn't been efficient, hasn't been shooting that ball. 25 and 12 is kind of crazy to say, like, somebody needs to do better. (laughs) It's wild. But his shooting numbers are bad. Shooting 36% from the field, 28% from three. Um, It's not good. However... Again, like I've said in, in uh, a number of podcasts, this team is not better with Trey Young off the team, off the court. Uh, and even if he's struggling, even if he's out there not being efficient, uh, this team is still better with Trey Young on the court. Um, last game, I think him and maybe one other person were the only players in a the, in the positive in the plus minus. You know, for the for the week, Trey is right at even. Um, where most of the guys are really in the negative, Trey is definitely a plus player when he is out on the court. And so, again, that matters. And take it kind of with a grain of salt, but it still matters. It still matters, right? So um, he's got to get those shooting those shooting numbers up, you know. And uh, like I said at the beginning of the season, man, you got, it's time for you to throw another big one at him. You know what I mean? Like it's time to throw another big one at him. You've had... All of these guys come in, and I said this at the beginning of the season, too many times the best player on the court is wearing the other jersey, you know? Um, not saying that, you know, those assists aren't, aren't valuable. They are valuable, but looks. you got to be a star. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got to be a star. You know what I'm saying? So it's time to to assert yourself and be a star. Like, it's time to be a star. Um Philadelphia, you got, you know, Embiid w- w- was showing out. In New York, you had Brunson and and uh Julius Randle in Miami, you had shoot who oh, Atabao. So it's like too many times the best player's been on the other side. I'll just state that. I'm not gonna harp on that. Not gonna harp on that. One last guy I did want to look at was Anyeka Kangu, right? Um I saw somebody say that Um they were kind of disappointed in Onyeka Kongu this year, but I think Onyeka's been playing fine. Like, he's averaging 6.4 for the week. We'll just look at the week. For the week, 6.5 rebounds, 1.6 blocks. Uh, he's shooting, um, <clears throat> what is shooting numbers for the week? 52%, and he is one of three from three-pointers, so... Um, Anyaka's not a guy who's, you know, you got to worry about, oh, he's going to score these many points. Like he's a defensive guy, right? Like he's going to, he's, he's the, he's the rim runner. He's starting to add a little three ball that when he's open, he going to shoot it. You know, I think Onyeka has been fine. You know, the thing with him has always been kind of, can he stay out of foul trouble? But for, by and large, I think he's been fine on the totality. In uh, this week, I would say he's been fine as well. I mean, uh, some folks wanted him to play a little bit more in the Philadelphia game, but listen, Joel Embiid is a handful. Not saying that it's too big and, and the 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 task and the assignment was too big for O, but uh I think Clint kind of kind of played him a little bit better, and that's why he kind of got those minutes. But Big O's gonna be fine, man. He's gonna be fine. There's 70 more games. <laughs> He's gonna be fine. Um <clears throat> I wanted to bring up the, uh, I want to bring up some team numbers, right? Because I I usually don't go number heavy when I do my podcast. If you're listening to this for the first time, I'm really not a numbers guy, but I think sometimes numbers need their place, right? And they need, um, need, I think you need to look at the numbers from time to time. So uh, I wanted to look at the offensive and defensive rating uh, for the Atlanta Hawks, and that to me, always gives you a good idea of how the team is performing, right? So, um, offensively, I think the last time I mentioned this in a pod, they were number six, but currently, they are number six in offensive rating, uh, 117, um, which is good. Like, you have a top 10, almost a top 5 offense. And that is very good. That is very good. However, when you get to the other side of the nickel, you are ranked 24th in defensive rating with the 120.5 rating. That's not good. And here's the thing. It's not good. You want to at least be average. At least be, and I don't know how many times and how many years I've said this. If you can just get to the middle of the road defensively. If you can just be regular bad defensively. Like, this is bad, bad. Like, there's only six teams with worse defense than you in the league. That's not good. That's not playoff. That's not like, that's barely play in. (laughs) That's barely play in. And so I'm I'm not going to get on this defensive diatribe, you know, and talk about how players played in the 90s and the 80s. I'm not going to do that. I'm just, I'm just showing you the numbers. Number six and number 24. It doesn't take a genius to figure out which, <laughs> which one needs to be improved. Needs to be improved. And with that said... Let me address the rumors. Well, not the rumors. A lot of the chatter, a lot of the talk always seems to land on the two players who I said are going to be the Hawks whipping boys this season. That is DeAndre Hunter and Clint Capella. Whenever something goes wrong, whenever a game, you know, whatever, whatever, those two guys always rise to the top. When someone is to blame. And I get it. Because when a team doesn't play well. Everybody needs to blame something or somebody. Lloyd Pierce is no longer here. Nate McMillan is no longer here. Quinn Snyder just got here. So those guys are no longer able to be blamed. That's how a few people take some shots at Snyder. But. The easy go-tos are Clint Capella and DeAndre Hunter. Now, my point for bringing this up is simply this. And I want you to think about this. My point for bringing this up is this. DeAndre Hunter is easily your best perimeter defender. Has he been show-stopping as far as defense is concerned? No, he hasn't. But he's still a good defender. Defender, he's the best you have on the perimeter. He is the absolute best you have on the perimeter. You can argue that maybe you know uh, DJ or you know maybe Aniyak on the perimeter. Nah, but not even Aniyak. Not even not on the perimeter. On the perimeter, moving side to side and staying with your man. DeAndre Hunter is the absolute best, and with him on your team, you are still. Ranked 24th in defensive rating. Clint Capella, very good defender in the paint. I would argue that he's top 10. And on some nights, he's top 10, top 5 when you look at a defender in the NBA. Top 5. Top 5 at times. And a lot of people, and if the shoe fits, wear it. If it doesn't, you know what I'm saying, it is what it is. If you want to get rid of one or, or two of these guys, and I truly believe Clint, his days are, are ticking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They gave big over that money. I don't know. But you don't have to move them right now. You don't have to move either one of them. I'm just saying, if you move one or two of those guys, who are you going to replace them with? Because I've just read you the numbers and I just read you the numbers about what this team needs. And so, if you're just going to replace them with a guy who can shoot better or make threes better, is that going to help your situation? Nah, I don't think so. Unless your goal is just say, okay, we'll bump this, if we can just get the number one offense. Then we're not gonna worry about the defense. I don't I wouldn't advise that. <laughs> I would not advise that. Because you look at the best teams in the NBA, they still play a little bit of defense. I said a little bit. <laughs> a little bit of defense. So we're gonna continue to maintain this talk and maintain the conversations and see how people feel about DeAndre Hunter and Clint Capella. And I just find it very interesting. I just find it very interesting to know that I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm watching the dialogue. I'm tapped into all of the hawks talk. I'm tapped into uh, the hawks uh, Twitter and the hawks on uh, all of the all of the platforms. I hear what folk. I, mean, I hear what the folks are saying. It's my job to hear and to know and have a beat on what. The Hawks fans are saying. And I'm saying, be careful before y'all wish that man out of here. Be careful before you wish number 12 and number 15 up out of here. Because if that 24 drops to 26 or drops to 28 or 30, ooh-wee boy. Ain't enough offense in the world that's going to put this team in the playoffs with a bottom five defense. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And you you can not like it if you want. You can be mad at me. But you know I'm telling the truth. And let me just say this as I bring things down to a close. Last year, and, and uh, I, I, I mentioned this year, offensive rating was six. Last year was twenty four. Let me give, let let me ask you a question that I want you to answer as you listen to this. You know, I mean, I'm not going to hear you, but I want you to answer. I just want you to take a guess, a gander. What do you think the Hawks offensive and defensive ratings were last year when they were 41 and 41? I pause for dramatic effect, and I pause for, for you to give an answer. So, I mean, l- l- just just, uh, just guess. I just just humor me. Just humor me. Last year, what do you think the offensive rating was? And what do you think the defensive rating was? Because I'm about to tell you. I'm about to tell you. Last year, the Atlanta Hawks, who went 41-41 and 41 and got into the play-in, their offensive rating was number seven. Lucky number seven, a spiritual number, a number of completion. (laughs) Number seven, a seventh-ranked offensive rating last year. This team was still good at putting the ball in the bucket last year. Defensively, they are ranked, they were ranked number 22. So what you have seen is... A very similar track record, a very similar track record as far as these ratings and as far as where this team stands statistically. Now, you can argue back and forth about what this team is or what the ain't, but the numbers and the win-loss are always going to tell you exactly who this team is. They are six and six. They are 500, and they have relatively the same offensive and defensive rating as last year. So it's almost like you can change the coach. But until you change something else, maybe there are other changes that need to be made. And I would just maybe, just maybe the problem isn't your best defender. I'm just posing that as an idea. I'm just posing that as an idea. Take that however you want to take it. I will give you a little caveat. So that you're not so depressed or feeling bad. It does seem to me. That the Hawks are trying to break out of this mold. In which they have been in. And I don't think. That was true with the previous administration this administration seems to have a handle on seems to kind of know okay this is what you are we can't be that that's what the mouth and the lip service has been saying pause <laughs> that, that that's what it's been saying so if there is a room for hope a room for uh, in, in a room for speculation of positivity I will say that. That this coaching staff and, and and the verbiage from the front office has been that they are trying to move away from what they are. So what if it might take a little time? It might take a little time. I don't know. It might take this year. It might take next year. I don't know. But we are going to see. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that is it. We're going to go ahead and put a bow in this podcast. What we are going to do, Hawks play, hold on, let me look at the schedule really quick. Before we put a bow on this podcast, before we put a bow on the podcast, let's take a br- brief look forward <clears throat> and um, see what we have coming up this week in Atlanta Hawks basketball. So, on Tuesday, we have uh, a home game versus the Pacers. This is another in-season tournament game. Uh, That is kind of a, depending on how deep you're into this in-season tournament stuff, uh, it's kind of a must-win if if the Hawks really want to compete with this game. Pacers have the number one ranked offense in the league, so uh, they're going to have their hands full. Uh, And then on Wednesday, another back-to-back. It's a home-home back-to-back with no travel. So if there is a back-to-back, that is kind of what you want. You have the Brooklyn Nets coming into town. Um, that is on Wednesday at seven 30, have a few days off and then another back to back on Saturday and Sunday, Saturday, they will be in Washington Sunday. They will be in New York. So, um, not sure when we're going to do our next weekly wrap <sighs> cause they got a game on that Tuesday Mondays are crazy, but I don't know. Keep it locked, keep it tuned, subscribe to the podcast, and I will let you know when we are going to do our next weekly rap. I may just do it on a Sunday. I may just do it on a Sunday in that morning, and that night, just do a double pod that day. So you might get two for one. You might get two for one. You're welcome. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, now we are going to put a bow in this podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the husky Podcast. Appreciate all the love and all support. Make sure you share the podcast with one or two or 3,000 of your friends. And like we always say, man, God is good all time and all time, God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L O V E love. We out. Peace. Freebeef.io. Freebeef.io.